Welcome to the CDM Podcast, a production of Contagious Disciple Making. We exist to catalyze movement through coaching, community, and communication. We created this podcast to help everyday Christians to become world-changing disciple makers. The following episode is part of a live event from Giving Tuesday that Paul and Rebecca were a part of. We hope you enjoy this episode. You know, uh, before we get into our our next uh, interview with uh, now one of our our newest interns, Michael Garcia, uh, we want to be able to say that, talk about that conversation quadrant that they were oh, talking yeah. about there. And so, you know, they were talking about the idea of, well, this conversation quadrant helps us to be able to have these conversations. And that's exactly what is intend- it was intended for. This is this tool that uh, Paul developed actually was born out of what was how these conversations went worldwide. So, you know, there have been movements all around the world and uh, people who have started discovery Bible groups all around the world. And they, and they ha- were having conversations that eventually led there. And so this tool helps guides us through the conversation, the kind of conversations that lead to being able to invite people to read the Bible instead of course, inviting people to, merely uh, say a prayer or to attend church or something like that. So we want to be able to, to share with you the video so you can get a good picture about what this is. This is, be- this is built back by our team. Have you ever wondered, how do I talk about Jesus with people who don't know him? Many Christians live, work, and interact just within their Christian community, but we're called to much more. But how do we avoid being too aggressive or too passive in helping people find and follow Jesus? How can we be effective in guiding others to him? Intentionality is key. We need to figure out where our conversations are going and how to get there. Where are our conversations going? Our goal in disciple making is to invite them to a discovery Bible study, an environment where they're reading the Bible with us and discovering who Jesus is for themselves. How do we get there? We develop relationships with unbelievers by having four levels of conversation with them that go deeper and deeper into spiritual things and the Bible. The four levels of conversation are casual. Casual conversations help you get to know people. Questions like, what are you doing this weekend? Do you have a favorite hobby? Or how was your holiday time with your family? Meaningful. Meaningful conversations are more significant and vulnerable, like where they are in life, what they're concerned about, and what they're dealing with. Topics like struggles with health, relationships, life direction changes, fears, hopes, and dreams. Spiritual. Spiritual conversations happen as we openly talk about what God is doing in our life, like what God is teaching you about loving others or how he has answered a specific prayer. Discovery. Discovery conversations happen as we retell a story or passage from the Bible that connects God's story with their story. For instance, after your friend shares a personal struggle, you could share a Bible story about someone who had a similar struggle. Prayerfully, after several discovery conversations, they will be drawn to God and the Bible so that you can invite them to read it in a discovery Bible study. You can ask, we've been having some great conversations about God. Would you like to get together sometime to read more Bible stories and see what it says for yourself? How long does it take to get there? There's no way to determine how long this will take. Everyone responds differently to God's working in their hearts. But we can track where our conversations are going so that we can be intentional with a tool we call the Conversation Quadrants. 
This tool was invented and developed by Paul Watson, founder and co-author of Contagious Disciple Making, to help guide our everyday conversations into discovery Bible studies. Here's how to write it out. First, draw an X and Y axis. Label the top left quadrant casual, the top right meaningful, the bottom right spiritual, and the bottom left discovery. Keep track of your encounters by writing the names of people in the quadrants that coincide with the kinds of conversations you've had. If you had a casual conversation with your barista, write his name in the casual quadrant. If you shared something God did in your life with a friend, put her name in the spiritual quadrant. Then pray that God will help you have another conversation with those same people that will go deeper than the one before. Over time, as you regularly track your conversations and pray for others, you will be able to see how your talks with your unbelieving friends progress as their names travel through the quadrants. Keeping a conversation quadrant log helps us identify our next steps, pray for our lost friends, and invite others to pray for them. So, we don't need to be aggressive in our conversations because it is God's saving power that changes hearts and gives us opportunities. But we shouldn't be passive either because we have a responsibility to speak up and take advantage of the opportunities God provides. As you use this tool, we hope you see people drawn to God and His Word, one conversation at a time. So, so guys, as we look at the, this tool uh, that, that's, that, that Paul developed and everything, that, again, it helps people that particularly who are believers be able to connect these conversations and go about a different way. You know, one of the things that Paul and I have developed is to discover is the, excuse me, the disciple making community and for believers. A lot of times people will try to do discovery Bible study with just believers and have a hard time with that because they get to the share part of it. Who will you share the story with? In other words, who, you know, who doesn't know Jesus will share the story with and you get a lot of, uh, you know, just blank scared, scared look on everybody's face like I, I don't maybe. And, and the reason why is because we don't have meaningful relationships with unbelievers a lot of the time you know, or we, we have very few ones. And so, you know, we can't imagine who could, we could tell a story to or who we can talk to spiritually in a very natural way. You know, maybe I should run down my mailman and, you know, try to tell him the story. And so what happens here with this conversation quadrant allows us to be able to say, we needed to develop a relationship with them first. We need to see what's in their heart. We need to be able to hear from them. What are the things that they're struggling with? The things that they're uh, in how God's working in their heart and life. And from there, we can be able to share stories that really connect with where they are and to connect with what they're dealing with. And then that draw them into wanting to be able to read more of the Bible. That's absolutely right. And that's one of the things that we do at Contagious Disciple Making is try to say, where are those sticking points for people being able to help others fall in love with Jesus, help, help others uh, obey the Great Commission and the Great Commandments in, as part of their everyday life? And so we develop tools like the Conversation Quadrant, but it's not just enough to develop a tool. We have to put tools in the hands of, of men and women just like you so that you can be able to implement it. And so our team comes together and we create whiteboard videos like the one that you just saw in order to get the word out, to equip people. And then through coaching and various things like the disciple making community, we're able to see the fruit of people engaging and those kind of things. So when you give to contagious disciple making and as you're considering figuring out where you want to invest your money and you're helping us 
have resources like the Conversation Quadrant to make reaching a loss something that everyone can do. And it's not just something that, that people who have special, uh, special skill sets or special giftings can do. In fact, you might think that you're not qualified or can't or that, that um, personality disabled in terms of making disciples. But I'm telling you that you can and you just need someone to come alongside you and to help you take those first steps. Well, and speaking and speaking of that, there's uh, someone that we have is now an intern uh, with our particular community. His name is Michael Garcia. Come on in here, Michael. Get in here. Get in here, buddy. Get in here. <laughs> Hello. Uh, uh, Michael, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so uh, much for having me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, Michael, uh, you, you start, we started actually before you knew about us, we probably knew about you. There's a mutual friend <laughs> that we have in your area. Um, and as she's been with us for a long time and she started join, doing her journey there. And uh, as she was being a disciple maker, you're one of the people that started learning about disciple making through her. And, uh, and, and we would hear stories about you <laughs> and about how you've been able to start discovery Bible studies and, and things like that and be like, who's this Michael guy, you know? And it's like, he seems to be pretty cool. And we were praying with you and our community was praying for you long before you ever knew probably that we existed because we loved hearing the stories of what God was doing through you and loved being able to support you in prayer. So it was really kind of nice when you got connected into the community and into coaching and then earlier, what was it, September of this last year, I had a chance to fly mm -hmm. out to San Diego, sit down with you face-to-face, -face, have some uh, great chips and guacamole, and be able to, to hear a lot more of your disciple-making journey, get to know your family, pick on your sister Bella at a training, a memory she will never forget. And, never. Uh, and it, was, it was a whole lot of fun. So we're really glad that you're part of uh, this community now. I'm happy to be here, too. Yeah. So, so Michael, why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey, about, you know, um, not only with some of the ahas that you were going through, but also the transformation in your life that this was bringing along the way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I think I've, I've talked some about this in, in other videos, but um, I you know, grew up in the church and evangelism was kind of always something that, you know, um, I was taught about and sharing, sharing my faith with others. Um, but I'm a introvert, I'm very timid. And so it was something that I was too scared to do. Um, and so it brought kind of a lot of shame. It was like, it's like something that I could never really do, because it was like, I know I'm supposed to do it. I don't know how to do it. I'm too scared to do it. Um, <laughs> and that was for most of my life. Um, and then I started working at Target uh, after I graduated college. Um, and so I was around unbelievers a lot and I got to have some, start building some good friendships with them and have good conversations. Some of them even, I uh, got to share like, you know, Bible stories with, uh, for certain things in their life. Um, but at this time I was completely oblivious to, you know, DMM or anything like that. And then, uh, my mom introduced me and, uh, some of my siblings to Jolene and Jonathan Burtz, who, uh, they go to our church here in Escondido, uh, California. And uh, they really kind of took us through the, the 
DMM process, the Discovery Bible Study, Conversation Quadrants, Prayer Calendar, all of that. And from there, like, I kind of had some guidelines for how to engage my coworkers and my friends and, you know, kind of have a roadmap of how to begin that disciple making process. Awesome. Awesome. So, so, you know, I want to be able to point out here, you know, a lot of people, when they think about making disciples, when they think about the great commission, they think about the, you know, the outgoing flashy, you know, person, the extrovert, hundred percent extrovert in everything that's out there and, and doing all this. And, 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 you know, most introverts think of themselves as like, Oh, there's no way that this can happen. Well, but, the great thing about disciple making, it's not about making flashy presentations. It's not about, you know, trying to impress a crowd or to even be in too many crowds. It's about developing relationships with people. And I personally find that introverts are very good at developing relationships with people because they're not interested at just, you know, sugary conversations. They want to talk about real things. They want to, they're great at listening. And so, uh, Michael, do you have any particular uh, tips or thoughts as an introvert engaging, you know, people that don't know Jesus and getting to know people? Well, I loved what I loved what Paul said before you guys brought me on, which was uh, reaching the lost is something everyone can do. And you mentioned, like, you don't have to have certain credentials or anything like that. Um I am a testament to that. (laughs) Anybody can do this. Um, You know, God says the the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. And, you know, if he can, if he can use a balding, nearsighted, pasty introvert like me, uh, he can use anybody to do this. Okay, before before Michael puts himself down too much, he's a very intelligent fellow. Don't let him fool you. Don't let him fool you. Uh, <laughs> and and when he when he's around you and he will charm you with that personality it's pretty awesome so you know michael um i know that you're doing some interesting things to engage to engage the lost and to stay in touch with people who don't know jesus so talk to talk to us about that i mean it's one thing to not hold your personality against that people hear that and they're like okay mm-hmm. that's great but how are you yeah, actually yeah. Putting that out yeah um so um uh, something that CDN has been great at doing is kind of showing me that the things that I enjoy doing already are thing are ways that I can engage with the people in my life who don't know Jesus. And so um, uh, since leaving Target, I've been in touch with my coworkers there. We have regular game nights where like, we'll they'll come over to my house or I'll go over to one of their houses. And, you know, that's, uh, that's a way that we keep in touch and we get to keep having kind of uh, casual, meaningful conversations and keep building that friendship um at work uh i'm always looking for opportunities to uh, have those kind of group conversations with my coworkers um about spiritual things uh which has been great um uh very recently i got to actually have a conversation about death <laughs> with um a coworker of mine who is muslim one of them who mm. is sikh and another who has some sort of religious background maybe Catholic, Christian, but isn't really walking in any particular uh, religion right now. But um, mm. just through like prayer and, uh, you know, the support of uh, you guys, Rebecca, Paul, and the uh, community here, um, just seeing a lot of uh, great things to celebrate, um, both on the job and just kind of in my personal life. So, 
Mm, that's great. So again, Michael is, is very self-deprecating, but we have been hearing so many stories of just how of these great conversations with people that don't know Jesus. And, and as Michael says, God's willing to use us if we just are willing to be used uh, to be, and to keep ourselves available. And for that now, now, Michael, you have been at, you know, you've taken our class. You're now part of the coaching. You're now doing the DBS workshops. What have been some of your biggest aha moments as you've been, you know, going through this journey of training and stuff for, for DMM? Yeah. Um, I think for me, one of the biggest aha moments and kind of takeaways, which is, it's kind of an obvious one. And it's something that even as believers were, you know, taught, I think, but the idea that nobody is beyond saving, um, it's something mm -hmm. that, you know, I know in my head a lot of the time, but there are people I meet throughout my, my life, my day, week, what have you, um, who I, I look at it and I think, oh, that person would never even remotely interested in hearing the gospel wouldn't mm -hmm. want anything to do with God and so I just kind of make those assumptions I find and so taking the class and actually starting to work on um, kind of changing the way I think about those people that I might have that assumption toward has kind of changed mm -hmm. things instead now I'm thinking like you know my co-workers for example like I'll I'll kind of sit for a minute and think like man what would it be like if this person actually knew Jesus and like loved Jesus and like, how would their life change and uh, how much joy would be in their life, you know? And that's kind of, um, I know for me that practically that has made it more, um, more of a, I guess, priority for me. Like it makes me want to go and have conversations with that person, even though initially I would think, oh, they don't want anything to do with this. Um, another one is celebration. Uh, I'm, I think I'm good at asking for things. I'm not very good at celebrating when God actually answers, you know? And so the, the idea of celebrating and ascribing to God's glory to his name has been a huge kind of takeaway for me from uh, the classes that I've taken with you guys and something that I'm continuing to, to work on and also see fruit from. I mean, when, you, when we ascribe to God the glory to his name and kind of share with others and say, look at what God has done, we see, we not only get joy from that, God gets the glory, but then like more opportunities open up because I think you guys have said it before, like when God sees that we are people who are going to give him glory for what he does, he'll give us more opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think that hits an interesting point, Michael, that I'd like to go ahead and jump in and, and make for those um, that are listening. One of the, one of the very common questions we get is why don't we see movement happen in the United States? And I think that the reason is, is because our faith is atrophied because we aren't giving God the glory to his name. We're doing a lot of asking, but we're not doing a lot of noticing what the Lord has been doing and how he's been answering our prayers. And when we point out the good things that God is doing, then not only do we get a faith bump, because we see God answering our prayers, working through us and working in the lives of others. But everyone around who hears how the Lord has answered prayers and seen that fruit, they get a faith bump as well. And so the whole community is elevated and it makes an incredible difference uh, in the lives. And I think that if we saw more of that, we would have a great and a better environment for movement in North America. And it's why CDM is so committed to bringing that celebration, to bringing that attitude and posture of 
What is the Lord doing and how do we proclaim his works among all peoples everywhere so that he could be glorified? Thanks for listening to the CDM podcast and supporting us on Patreon. For coaching or other resources, connect with us at ContagiousDiscipleMaking.com or download the Contagious Disciple Making app. Join us in the journey of becoming world-changing disciple makers.